0: He and 400 men, but 200 abode behind, which were so faint they could not go over the brook. I want to begin by stating I could have had many good men, had many good men to um, fill the pulpit, and um, they could have no doubt preached much better than I could. As I thought about our 35 years, 25 years, and I've been privileged, so privileged, to be the pastor of this church and be a part of this work, I don't know of anyone that has more of the heart for our church than what I do. We've cried together, we've prayed together, we've laughed together, and we've worked together. And God has blessed us together. In this test, God had been doing a great work in David's life. I just briefly laid the foundation. David and his mighty men had went out to fight a battle. And when they come back, the city they lived in, Ziglag, was burning. They could see it from the distance as the smoke rose over the hillside. And when they got there... Immediately, they recognized the Amalekites had come in, had taken all their wives, all their children, had taken their possessions, and the Bible says the men cried till they had no more ability to cry. Man, it was broken. Matter of fact, it come to the point they said, "David, you know somebody." Spoke up, David, it's David's fault, and talked of stoning him. And uh, David, discouraged and bothered, went and encouraged himself in the Lord. He asked for Abiathar to come and bring the ephod, and he began to pray, Lord, boy, it's a good thing to do. If You don't know what to do in a time of trials, Lord, what would you have us to do? Do you want us to go get them? Lord, do you want to give us the victory? Lord, what would you have us to do? And I love this. Lord said, sick them. Go get them. Then the Lord gave this. My, what a word. He said, you will recover all. I'm going to give you everything they've got said, you'll get all your wives, children. And it' amazing. Not one of them was killed. And so David heads that away. And we find that all of a sudden, David had a, a spiritual awakening, it was renewed, if you will. And as he started after, and all these, these men went with him. They were known by, as David's, Mighty men. There were 600 of them. Then the Bible says, when they come to a brook or more like a little river called Bezor, 200 of the men were faint and just couldn't cross the river, the little brook there. And so 400 of them went on for the fight. And they, the 400, of course, Won a great victory. It was amazing how God did that. I love this story that I read. A man had built a successful business through honesty and hard work. And as he got older, he was concerned about who would he leave his business to. He had no children, but he had three close nephews. So he called all three men in and he gave them this problem, he said, whosoever can give me the best answer to this problem, then they'll get inherit all my wealth. And he gave all of them an equal sum of money and told them, he said, I want you to go out and buy something that will fill this room. Well, the first nephew went out and he dragged in a huge bale of hay into the room. And when he was untied, I mean, he just exploded and, and went to both sides of the room and actually filled about two thirds or a little more of the room. Second man went out, got two large bags of thistledown, which filled up about three fourths of the room. But the third nephew stood silent told his uncle that he had spent half the money to feed a hungry child that day. He said, I gave almost the rest of the money to the church. With the little that remained, I purchased some matches and a small candle. When he lit the candle, the light filled the room. And the old man realized that he was the noblest of them all and received the inheritance of the old man and made wise use of what he had and gave a good accounting. David had prayed that God would give him victory. As the 400 men went, they got victory. But I got to think about how did he get that victory? What's given us victory down through the years? Oh, Tom Gilliam and Captain this week has been talking about, I, if I know anything, I know this, there's absolutely nothing important about me. It's all about Him. Yeah. And so, but how does, how does God give? Is there, in this story, is there a prescription? Is there a pattern for victory? And if our churches had victory over this 35 years, then how has it come about being? First of all, it took some soldiers. Praise God for that. It took some soldiers. There's not any spectators here. All 600 men went to battle. We're going to talk about that 200 in just a little bit. They were not spectators. Well, I tell you what, you can't win a battle with spectators, amen? Spectators are good at telling you how you ought to fight, how long the battle ought to go, what you ought to be doing. But spectators are not good at fighting the battle. You've got to have some soldiers, amen, to fight that battle. And I have to say, well, David, what did David get his soldiers? I mean, uh, when did he train the army? Where did he get his soldiers? First Samuel chapter twenty-two. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brother and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither at him. Now here, here's his here's his mighty men. This is where he's going to get his mighty men. Listen, and everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, oh my, and everyone that was discontented. Gathered to gather themselves unto him, and he became captain over them, and they were with him about four hundred men. But when he assembled his army, he started with four hundred men. And my Bob Mattoon calls this the regiment of the rogues. <laughs> they were distressed. See, they were under pressure, stressed out, if you will. They were in debt. They were bankrupt. Saul's uh, boy. Isn't it amazing how true the Bible is. One day the children of Israel said, "We want a king. You make us a king. We want a king like everybody else." And uh, the Lord told Samuel, He said, "Okay, give him a king. Behold it. Before you give him that king, tell him." That king's going to put them in debt. That king's going to tax them. That king's going to take their their children and and uh, their men into war and making uh, bakers and cooks out of the Said so you tell them that's what they're going to get if they get their king. Those were in debt, were bankrupt, if you will, because of Saul's taxing and and, and his doings. Boy, let me say this. Then there was the discontented. Saul's unjust treatment of the people had brought great discontentment. More than amazing. If Saul, if Saul would have been a good, godly king, David would have never got these men. But God brought these men together, and ain't it amazing how what he uses those in debt, those discontent, those uh distress. I don't see a one here that we would consider top-of-the-line people. That's exactly what God uses to make His soldiers. What people that are, are loyal, what people that are, are true friends, David will find out who his true friends is. Proverbs 17, 17, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born in adversity. When you a blessing are those that were distressed and in trials... God used to change lives. Used to change lives. So first of all, had to be some soldiers. Number two, there had to be some surrender. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontent, gathered themselves unto Him, and He and He became captain over them. If God uses anyone, there has to be a surrender to authority. Anytime people fold their arms and, and stand adamantly against authority, God can't use them. That'd come and that'd be a surrender on their part to be, allow David to be the king. I thank God. Let me say this. I thank God for every person in Solid Rock Baptist Church that's given me the privilege to be your pastor and not just your preacher. Do you understand, I've not been pastor to a whole slew of people. I've just been a preacher. There's a difference. There's a difference. Amen. There's a great difference. If I'm just, for some, I've, that's all I've ever been, just a preacher. But oh, thank God for those that have allowed me the privilege to be their pastor. And allows me, and what a privilege that is. There's where you mighty men are found. Not only that, they had to take up the sword. Bob David, cried the Lord saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he said, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. David's mighty men's now increased to six hundred men. David heads in the battle, and I mean, they all got their sword. And they all got their fight. How many's got your sword tonight? Amen. Bible says the Word of God's like a two-edged sword. Cut's going in, and cut's coming out. Amen. One of the things that, that God uses in a mighty way is His sword. The Word of God. Oh, I, 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 I'm sure before I got here, but I know since I've been here, boy, early, 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 I purpose in my heart we're going to build the church on the word of God, not any, not singing, not anything else. The word of God. What we're living today, people don't want the word of God. They want gimmicks. They want drama. They want singing. They want this. They want everything else. They don't want the word of God. But the word of God to help you, Amen. Especially when you're in a fight. Boy, if you're in a fight. What an amazing! But but I know the word of God. But I have a sword because the fight's coming, and if I know anything, the fight's not going to get any less. It's going to get worse. Amen. Amen. So we find here this is the first record we have of David praying since he sought refuge from the Philistines. It's been sixteen long months before he had talked to God. He'd been out of fellowship sixteen long months. And God brought this thing of zigzag to him to wake him up to realize he needed God's help. But then I find something happened. 600 men started. But when they got to this Brook Bezor, 200 of these men were just so faint. The Bible doesn't really tell us why they were faint. It might have been their age. Amazing, I was looking at that. When I first took the church, I was in my 30s. I can't do what I can do, what I can do in my 30s. I can't do no more. Age comes around and tells on you. I told some of you I had black hair. Didn't you see that? I mean, really black. <laughs> You'll never be black again unless I die. Amen? Amen. I thought about what would you say. I thought about doing this. I seen, I was in, uh, just, just somebody's thinking I shouldn't even bring it up. But I was in line the other day. And I seen a girl. She had hair. And, and it was as pink. As, I mean, pink as it could be. And I thought... Why have I dyed my wire pink and come into church? I don't know what they say. <laughs> and uh uh he, he could, but but they here they come to the to the brook and it was so faint. Now don't you know something? They didn't quit. They didn't quit. God ain't never used quitters and never will use quitters. Can't use quitters. And they didn't quit. They said, David, we just can't go any further. David, we are a sword. We want to fight with you, but we just can't. We just can't. So, David, I'll tell you what we're going to do though. We're going to stay by the stuff. We're going to stay by the stuff. Now we ain't quitting. By the way, do you reckon it would have been easier to go back home? Do you reckon it would have been easy to throw down town? Say, man, I, I ain't signed up for this. I, I don't want to do this. I, I ain't signed up for this. But instead, they said, No, we're not gonna quit. We're just gonna stay by the stuff. Oh, I praise God for the people that have just stayed by the stuff. There's no... It's not an exciting place. They don't hear the clang of, of of steel as the battle's raging. They don't see the exhilaration of winning the victory. They're just staying by the stuff. When it would have been easy to acquit and throw it in the towel, say no... Lord put me there. I'm one of David's mighty men. And I'm just going to stay by the stuff. Just stay by the stuff. Can't run like I used to run. Can't wield a sword like I used to. But I'll tell you what I can do. I can find my place on my church pew. I got a lady, precious lady. And I know she'll go to heaven for long. And I'm not making fun of her, so please don't boo me out. But she's, she's literally been over this far now and can't straighten up. But after like three months, she'll say, she'll call me up and say, Preacher, I need a new list. I need a new power list. I say, All right, Miss Clara, I'll get you a new power list up. And I believe with all my soul. She don't work on the bus route. She don't go on visitation. Last time I saw her, she said, I'm trying to get to one service a week. She said, sometimes I just, I just preach. I just can't get there. But, I but she said this. She said, every day I get my prayer list out and I spend time with God. Staying by the stuff. Now, you, you may have a different opinion of this, I, but you can be wrong if you want to. That's okay. I don't mind. We got this idea that the Billy Grahams of our world, the, the people in the limelight of our world, we get to heaven and say, Boy, I'm to tell you, will be in the front line. I, I think you're going to be shot. To look around and see that little woman not been over, Amen. Hallelujah, Amen. not been over. Look, that look, that looks like Miss Clara. Look back and realize she surpasses a lot of people. You know why? Amen. Because every day she stayed by the stuff. Why don't you know it pays? It pays. These people here, they simply stayed by the stuff. When it would have been easy to quit, wouldn't it have been easy to throw it in a towel. Oh, I want you to know, they just stayed. That word means to stand firm. It means to, they didn't quit, they just faithfully stayed by the stuff. Praise God for the people that stayed by the stuff. And by the way, church, especially to a lot of you younger. Families, I'm, I'm so thankful you're here. Let me encourage you. Get committed. Get settled. And stay by the stuff. Amen. Amen. It's amazing. i just throw this out. Do you know why? Do you know why that churches are in a mess, y'all Brother John, good to have you tonight. Preach the devil out of him over there. He pastors a Wayside Baptist Church and he's going to his service. Let me, let me, you know, you know why? Church pastors go two or three years and then quit. Go another three or four years and quit. Three or four. You can't do anything unless you go and stay. And I want to let me encourage you. Get these young and get your family around the Word of God and preaching of the Word of God and, and teaching of the Word of God and stay by the stuff. Amen. Amen. It pays a great reward one day. Then not only that, it took a separation. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken. Now I mean these 400 men hundred are going back... And he's got all the flocks and the cattle and got all his babies, he's got his wife and, and uh, all the men's got all their wives. and Boy, everybody's in a great hide. By the way, remember what I told you. These men were distressed, discontented, and in debt. Now they've got a great victory. Not only did they get touched stuff, but they took everything that Amalekites had as well as a spoil a reward. And they're coming back and they're they're so excited. I mean, what a time. Boy, i God got victory. And the 400 come back to the 200. And what poverty won't do to people. Prosperity will. They got... It's great reward. And all of a sudden they said, Bless God. Bless God. I'll tell you, they, they didn't have fighting fight in the war, the, the battle, and we'll give you back your, your wives, and them youngers are yours, and we'll give you back your stuff. But that's all you're getting. You didn't have fight to win the battle, so that's all you're giving all those David said, whoa! Whoa! That ain't happening. David said, that's not happening, fellas. See, these men, Proverbs said, from the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperities of fools shall destroy them. David said, no, no, that's, that's not going to happen. Listen is what David said. And Solid and Rock Baptist Church, as we celebrate 35 years, may God help us. If we ever get a hold of this and, and miss this, we'll be in trouble. Then said David, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord, did you see that, hath given us. And hath preserved us and delivered the company that came out against our hand. He said, Hey, fellas, you didn't get the victory. God gave you the victory. And the 200 that stayed by the stuff, God's going to give them the victory just like He gives it to you. May I say, may we never... Lose sight. For who will hearken to you in this matter? But as his part is, he that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that teareth by the stuff, and they shall be alike. You know, tonight, well, those precious saints that maybe, what, just sometimes they just can't get to church. They'll call me and say, Preacher, I'm praying. You know the ever victory we may be because that person's praying. God gives the victory, and may we always be reminded. God, thank you for fighting the good fight. Thank you for fighting for our church. Thank you for fighting for truth and right. And thank you for staying by the stuff. But most of all, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy towards us and your faithfulness to us. We must never lose sight of the Lord who gives us a victory. If there's any victory won, if there's, any, if there's anything good about this place, it is a holy God. Can I ask you a question? Just be, I'm done. Do you know? that Lord, as your Savior. There's two groups here. Danakites are serving the devil. By the way, when one of those got sick, they left him on the road to die. David's mighty men come by and fed him, gave him some water, helped him, and then he turned him but the devil's crowd just leave you laying on the road dead. If you're off, you'll end up in hell, just short of the world. But then there's another about David's a mighty man. He's the top of the Lord. Here today. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you don't, you're the best place you can be. And I invite you to trust Him today. It's all stand to our feet, every head bowed and every eye closed.